Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my friend and Slayer sister, Ananga Severe. We come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and often answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we're armed with a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And today, we're addressing four things that really help you when you feel stuck with anxiety and you don't know what to do. Hey, Ananga, how are you today? Hi, Shan. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Wonderful to be here with you again and ready to jump in and talk about the four things that really help when we're feeling stuck with anxiety. Yeah, this was inspired by a post that our friend Michelle Rosenthal from HealMyPTSD.com put up. She put up a really supportive article called Five Things to Do When You Don't Know What to Do. And it was specific to the recovery from PTSD. So I recommend looking that up also. We'll have a link on our website. And in her introduction, she said it's okay not to know what you're doing. In fact, that's a natural part of the post-trauma world and learning how to manage that space and grow in it and from it is a major part of healing. And I was just thinking that's so true for general anxiety as well. So inspired by her words, I thought it would be good to share with our community four things that can really help because we often have this thing when we're recovering from anxiety where we think we're doing okay and then all of a sudden we feel really stuck and we're not going any further and of course that brings up a lot of anxious expectations once we start to feel okay with something we really want that to be progressive we really want it to continue and I think when we get stuck it's one of the most difficult things to deal with and it brings up a lot of frustration in us. I agree so the very first thing is making the choice to rest and wait. This is very different to just doing nothing because you don't feel well enough and are hating every minute of it. Do you have some ideas or actions that help? Yeah, I would also like to add that that's definitely been my experience and that's something living with chronic illness has taught me where I have days where I literally can't do very much at all. I might not even be able to take a shower. I certainly can't go out the house and drive the car. And it took me a long time to realize that there's a huge difference in experience between sitting in a chair or laying in bed because you can't do the things you so desperately want to be able to do or you feel you should be doing, and sitting in a chair and laying in bed thinking, okay, today's a rough day and I really need to let go and relax and look after myself. It's a huge difference. Otherwise, we're frustrated, even though. Externally, it looks like our body's resting. Internally, we're having this war. I've literally laid in bed at war with myself because I can't pick up my child from school. I can't do this and I can't do that. And it translates over to anxiety perfectly, this thing where we're kind of forced to stop because we don't feel well enough to go. But if internally we're fighting it, we suffer terribly. It's that suffering over your suffering thing that we've spoken about before. It's challenging. But the, the peaceful way and the way that has really helped me feel internally peaceful and also get over it quicker because you're healing rather than fighting is right. to find healthy ways to accept that this is a rough patch 
and to choose to rest, to choose to nourish your body as best you can and look after your mind as best you can. And for me, what's really helped with that, with health and with anxiety, are things like practicing a guided breathing practice, particularly if you're, you know, having a tussle with your own head. If somebody else with a calm voice and some knowledge of how to guide you through, if you can let them take over, put your headphones on and just follow along with them and just accept some guidance and find some peace doing that. Or if not breathing, then one thing I particularly have benefited from is just escape. Even if you can't escape with your body, escape in your mind, but not escaping into movies or video games or those kind of diversions, but to escape to a place of beauty where you feel supported, where you can explore in your mind. One thing I used to do was go swimming in my head every single day. And that was so helpful to me and it felt so lovely. And I used to really engage my imagination in that. That was at a time when I was in bed for weeks on end and I genuinely couldn't get up or do anything. So in my mind, I would do stuff. And with anxiety for me, one of the things that's helped most with that is a guided journey. And we've recorded a couple of those which are available on Amazon and iTunes. And Shan, you made a beautiful one called Oasis, the Oasis journey. And I would really recommend immersing yourself in that experience and having a mental tour guide just take you away from the suffering and the stress and the frustration of not being able to do what you want to do or just feeling completely overwhelmed by anxiety. Thank you so much, Ananga. Your transparency and the way that you share from your own experience is still, after all of these years, just brings me to this place of warmth and love and wishing I could just give you a big hug and and say thank you for what you've learned in your own experience and in the way that you so generously share that with our listeners. I know that when we can make the choice to rest and wait, when we can learn how to just be in the experience of a guided journey, or we can teach ourselves to go swimming in our minds or take a walk on a woodland path or whatever. I mean, obviously EFT tapping would be good as well. These things really, really help us and lead to the next area that's also very supportive, and that's getting informed. And if you're listening to us right now, that's one of the things that you're doing. So good for you. Um, Anxiety is horribly confusing. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the importance of getting informed. Getting informed means understanding you don't have to know everything about anxiety. You don't have to know everything about figuring it out. And it's a really good first step to just accept, okay, this feels awful and I'm struggling with this, but I'm going to look for help. I'm going to look for support. I'm going to get informed from positive people. There are some very good forums around on the internet. And there are also some forums where there's a lot of drama and some hopelessness. So it's good to find support from people that are having a go at getting over anxiety and preferably people that know how to get over anxiety. Uh So save yourself the pain of thinking that you have to work it all out for yourself. You're allowed to ask for help and you're allowed to choose where you get that help. You're allowed to choose where you get support and have a think about what kind of support feels good for you. One other point with that is if you have a doctor or a counsellor that you don't think is sympathetic to what you're going through, please consider finding a new one. It's very important to be able to work with somebody with whom you feel safe and you feel supported and 
It's really important with anxiety to be heard with kindness. You don't need to be humiliated or made to feel bad when you're already suffering. So have a look around for people that help you feel hopeful. Authors, bloggers, podcasters, audiobooks. Just have a look around, get some information and find some ways of coping that you feel can help you. And I think that that leads perfectly into number three, which is pay attention to yourself. When you're mindful of how you feel with, for instance, with the physician or within a support group or where if, if it doesn't feel right, you absolutely can move on. You have permission to move on and notice where you feel better and where you feel worse. So give yourself the permission to experiment and find out what works best for you. And if something doesn't work for you, set it aside and move on. Yeah, you need space to explore. Anxiety really shuts you in a very small box. And the more you can have a sense of this might take a little time to figure out, but I'm going to get help and I'm going to find ways to help myself and become stronger and become more confident and conquer this. Instead of, I just need this to stop and I just want to be better now. Of course, that's what we want. We all want that. But Mm -hmm. that just increases the stress. So to use tools like EFT tapping, to help reduce those oppressive thoughts. And as you said, pay attention to yourself. If a social event feels too much, it's okay not to go. You wouldn't be expected to go if you had the flu or a migraine. You shouldn't expect yourself to go if you're having bad anxiety. It's not going to be like this forever. This will pass. But for now, try not to bang your head on the things that are going to make you feel worse. You might also like to keep a brief journal where you log what helps you and what doesn't and just gradually, gradually make little adjustments every day to add more of what helps you feel calm and okay and weed out some stresses and some things that increase your anxiety. Just little steps. Little compassionate steps. Yeah. And self-care is so important. And, and that leads us to number four, which is remaining focused on the positive to the best of your ability. You might not be able to fix your anxiety overnight, but there's always something you can do, even if it's just a little something that gets you through the next five minutes. Yeah, value little steps, value small triumphs. Anxiety is a big problem, it's a big issue, but it's best handled with little steps. We have to be stealthy and gentle and not meet it head on. So yeah, to keep your mind on what you can do, rather than letting thoughts of uncertainty and hopelessness oppress you. Keep your mind on, what can I do now? What can I do now to make me feel okay for the next five minutes, ten minutes? Just keep your future right in front of your eyes, just little steps. And very soon you'll start to feel an improvement and you'll get moving again. The focus here is on what happens when you feel stuck. So following these little, little steps, then you'll start to get moving again and to move forward in your recovery from anxiety. I'm glad that we came together today to, to talk about this and to share these tips. Thank you, Michelle, for your inspiration. <laughs> Again, the four things that really help you when you feel stuck with anxiety and you don't know what to do. Number one, make the choice to rest and wait. Number two, get informed. Number three, pay attention to yourself. And number four, keep focused on the positive. Thanks so much, Ananga. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to our next Slayer session. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. We invite you to visit our new streamlined Anxiety Slayer store for instant access to our support packs on EFT tapping, 
the quick anxiety stopper, mindfulness for anxiety relief, and so much more. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash store.